go for Brooks is Purdy number one, despite having the 28th ranked uh, pass protection. Yeah, the Niners are are 28th in the NFL in offensive line win rate, and yet Purdy behind that line is kicking butt. What would Purdy do behind the Eagles line? No, never mind. That's a yeah, lazy please. talk show. Yeah, or, you know, if you put Josh Allen on the Niners, he would be 10 times better. Flav says four ninety nine. If you reverse Moody's kick in Cleveland and Elliott's yesterday, the season is completely different right now. Just shows how much goes into winning a Super Bowl. Amen, Amen. to that, Flav. That's Seriously. maybe the best observation of the day of the show. Imagine that Moody hits the kick in Cleveland. Yep. Elliott misses his kick last night. What kind of a different universe is this Sunday's game being played in? That's why Flav is Flav. There's some nice genius. Job, Flav. There. There's some genius there. Bazzi Mion says, why do we need a comeback win? Jimmy G and Patrick Mahomes have the same amount, same amount of fourth quarter comeback wins. 13, according to Pro Football Reference. Now, it, the, the whole comeback win is, a, is, a, is people that were wrong about Trey Lance who don't want to give Brock his flowers, and they're just being stubborn at this point. So right. they just it's keep the dangling. Last, it's the last, the last frontier. They got. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it's like, and and I get it. And believe me, I I to this moment um, am on record as saying that I believe Trey Lance is going to be damn good. So I understand people who say, "Oh, you know what? Uh, I thought Trey Lance was going to be good," but I I believe it. I be- really believe he'll be good in time. He just wasn't going to be good in time for this season, and that was pretty clear to me at least a long time ago. Go for Brokes is over the past two games. Eagles D has been on the field for 166 plays, 72 plays against the Chiefs, 92 plays against the Bills. Phillies D has got to be worn out. This also, Damon, is a genius um, super chat by Go for Broke. Yes, it is. Uh, this was an angle that I forgot to bring up. Yeah, well, I was looking at the post game notes on this thing. Philly, Buffalo had the ball for 92 plays in over 42 minutes and produced 505 total yards against this Philly D. Is this Philly D getting worn out? The Fletcher Cox may not go this week. Um, Is this Philly D, does it have the same teeth as it used to have? Nothing lasts forever in the NFL. You know, these games are played by real people and there's real consequences. Um, but that, to me, is I was wondering that as well, looking at the box score at the end of that game. Can the Eagles, with three less days to prepare, bounce back? Now, granted, the Niners have to do the west-to-east travel. They don't. They get to sleep in their beds. But can, can they bounce back from a 92-play deal against against Buffalo. And I didn't realize they had gone 72 against the chiefs. And I would I, look last night was set up to be the perfect loss for the Eagles for it's, it's looking at it from a 49ers perspective. Like you get drug into overtime and then you get the gut punch. And then it's like, ah, oh, Philadelphia, the, the town's going to eat itself alive over a, a loss on sports talk radio this week. And no, oh, it was so set up. It was so set up, but that is a, that is a, a go for broke, a an outstanding super chat, and I wrote down that, and we'll be talking about that on my show at eleven o'clock on the Plus for sure, because it's a 
It's a great observation. It really is. And, great observation. No and doubt. maybe that's a little look. Maybe the best friend the 49ers got is a little bit of starch taken out of the Eagles based on the quality of their past few opponents and just the grind on their own bodies. Like you said, Kelsey was a little gimpy. Uh, Cox might not go. And um, they've been playing such a, a, a savage style of football, a savage style of football that sometimes that comes back and, and you pay a tax on that with your own body. Um, and, and, then, maybe, and maybe it isn't paid off on Sunday, Damon. It might be a deal where the Eagles run through this gauntlet un, undeterred and have nothing in the playoffs. I, I'll say this. I can remember as an older 49er fan, the year that Roger Craig went for 1,000 yards rushing and 1,000 yards receiving. They got to the playoffs. He had nothing left. Right. He had nothing left. He had had an amazing regular season. But when it got time for the playoffs, he didn't have anything left. This and is it the makes theory. me wonder. This the is the, 73, the Yeah, this is the seventy-three win warrior theory, right? Right, right. And I, and it's not even a theory. It's kind of like these aren't robots. These are people, you know. And and maybe the maybe the Eagles' year is going to be defined by this gauntlet run that they have in the regular season. But oh, Detroit bumped them in the playoffs, or the when Niners bumped them in the playoffs. One of the cooler things that ever happened on my show was um, I had a sequence of uh, Olympians that were set up to do some promotional stuff. And and it was it was a lot of track and field, but off brand track and field. It was cross country. It was uh, some so just just stuff that doesn't get a lot of attention. And that's why we we had these these people on my show. We had someone who was a fencer from the Bay Area and they were talking about their Olympic experience and. More than anything else, the one common thread that every single Olympian ended up talking about was how you show up to the Olympics with one tank of gas and how you burn that tank of gas will determine whether or not you have enough left for the medal rounds. And in football, you know, it's such a winner take all every single week that, yeah, maybe how you have to burn your tank of gas. Maybe all of these grinded out close games. Maybe this is where the Eagles point differential of plus 64 affects their, their postseason more than the 49ers differential of plus 140 because the Niners have had a couple games where they've been able to throw their feet up on the dashboard and hit cruise control. And that's a luxury. Um, the Eagles haven't had that luxury in a lot of their games. Energy well, expended. Exactly. G having enough in your gas tank for the championship round is what every Olympian, especially if they've got, you know, they, they, you got to run certain flights to qualify for the medal rounds and all that stuff. And, and how you run those first races, not at your ears pinned back fastest will determine whether or not you got enough left when it really comes time to do it. The another the, the, I'll tell you just the grind of this year. I mean, Larry, the the 49ers are sitting at 8 and 3. So they've played 11 games. They still 1 2 3 4 5 6. They still got six football games. There are six games left in this season. That's a season within a season. Oh, I know. Six games. I mean, there is And as a guy who gets a chance to go in the locker room and talk to the players, Man, I asked John Feliciano, Big John, the other day. I said, John, how you feeling? This is after the game. And he's like, man, 
the older I get at the end of these games, I got to be honest with you, man. I don't feel that great. Yeah. <laughs> I don't feel that great. Um, There's nothing and, about this sport that's good for anybody playing it. Nothing. Right. It's a it's a it's a rough it's a war of attrition. And um, and the and the hits are real. You know what I mean? It looks like we're watching it on TV and we're getting another thing of cocoa and making a hot turkey sandwich. These guys oh, are out. Caught that. I should have caught that. that. He, oh, yeah. He's he's soft. He's soft. I say, <laughs> honey, can I get some more cider? for my mug he's soft fletcher cox is soft more eggnog can i get a little more gravy on my turkey warmed my warm turkey sandwich is only only room temperature honey because i took a phone call could you put it in the microwave for 15 seconds fletcher cox is soft i need a little bit more stuffing I mean, I mean, by the way, pulling, pulling off the properly microwaved hot turkey <laughs> sandwich is one of the hardest things to do in your kitchen because you let it go one second too long. That bread just turns to mush. So you got it. That's a very, very tight rope to negotiate. But you're right. I mean, look, fans just uh, and, and I love fans. There is no more. Hypocrites. There's no there's no more widely consumed yet less understood subject in America than the NFL. Well, and also, I mean, you know, I loved, and I'm sure many of you listening and watching also were with me. We all loved the big hits. We all love it. Sure. I'll, you ask Niner fans who are of a certain age, who's your favorite Niner? As great as Joe Montana was. Uh, there's a lot of guys walking around going, Ronnie Lott. Ronnie Lott. Why do they love Ronnie Lott? Because he detonated on dudes. Because he blew up Icky Woods. Because Ronnie, in a in an era of hitting, was the was the hitter. He was the guy. He would fold you like a cheap suit. He was an unbelievable monster hitter. And that, it, but let's be honest, that's a guilty pleasure. And somebody and, here. And, and even guys of yesteryear, we had Icky Woods on 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 the pregame show before the Bengals game, and I asked him about today's NFL. And Joe Kelly was there as well. We had Low Neal, and we were talking about how the hitting of that era was just absolutely monster. And the players of that era don't apologize for it. They wear it like a badge of honor, but they also know that there's a price. There was a there was a price that their collective bodies paid for that kind of violence. But as fans, we ate it up, but you know what? They're real people and go to like an East West shrine practice or a, anything where a bunch of old scouts are out there. They're, they're hobbling. Nobody's moving too good. Yeah. I'm doing great. Yeah. I had my hip replaced and this, I got two artificial knees and I haven't been able to feel my ankle when it's below 40 degrees for like 15 years, but no, I'm doing great. Wife's doing great. Kids are doing great. I got a grandson. You know, it's like, but they're they're not doing great. They, they, there was a there was a price that was paid for the violence that they played of the era that they played in, and we and, enjoyed it. Yeah, and and look now now there's a, a guy who I've rubbed the wrong way, or we have rubbed the wrong way. Larry, his name is Brandon. He's in the chat here. He says, "So are you making fun of fans who support the game and pay to watch the product on the field, but can't have an opinion?" No, we're not making fun of anyone, but I am here to tell you that most of the time your opinion is coming from an uninformed place that's wrong. 
just straight up. I mean, like if you say that guy sucks about any professional athlete, you're wrong. Uh, he might have had a bad day. He might have had a bad game, but that guy is better at his job than whoever you work with is at yours. Like the worst player on any football team is better at what they do than the best salesman in any insurance company going. You know, I mean, like, like I mean, they're, they're not above criticism. No, they're not. But above they are the very best at what they do. It's the elite half of a one percent that make it to this level. And it is so what? hard. It's yeah. so hard. Have you ever said out loud, this is going to be an easy game. You've disqualified yourself from further discussion. There are well, no I mean, we, games in this league. You know, here's the thing. I mean, and we're, we're not saying we're not ripping fans. Fans are fans. And that's what they're, they're the reason the league is worth $20 billion. Right. Right. And we're, and we're doing a live stream right now about a sport that is made been made to be a $20 billion industry by you, the fans. So who are we to make fun of anybody, but as somebody who's done the quality control job, I can just, and, and that's, I'm not saying that I'm a, I'm, you know, super qualified, but I've had, I've worked the NFL hours with NFL coaches. What we're, when, when we are questioning, when I say we, I mean me, Damon, you, anybody, we're all together. I'm putting the collective we. When we question Shanahan or Reed or any of these guys, we're doing it after having watched for like maybe 10 hours. Maybe you watch the game three times. And that's like the that's like the most devoted fan has probably watched it three times. So maybe you devoted 10 hours to it. I've actually been on staffs where everybody showed up at 5 a.m. and everybody went home at midnight all week, every week. So think about the hours committed. And that's why guys like Shanahan seem like they're pushed out of shape when they get questioned by people that are just observing because we're observing even the hardest of hardcore of us are observing for like 10 hours when he just spent 120 hours Look at a picture of Kyle Shanahan the day he signed with the Niners. Look at him now. His body has taken a toll. The job takes a toll. I mean, there's a reason that I ran from my football, uh, pro football future to radio because I wanted to have a regular life with a regular wife and regular kids and not, and not work 120 hours and have a just a distant relationship with my wife and a casual relationship with my children and try to shoehorn my family time into Fridays between 4 PM and 8 PM. That's what, that's the price that these guys pay. And so they're rolling that thing back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. That's all I'm saying is that we watch the game. So we think like we know like, Oh, you know what? We I've watched every game. I've watched every game. I don't care. It doesn't matter. Um, they're, they're spending 120 hours a week and you're spending at most 10 there show some respect for those 110 hours that they're committing to breaking this thing down that you're not that's what all they, i'm saying what, i'm not saying that they're always right because they're not but right, i'm just saying right. have some respect for that 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 commitment of time energy and effort Absolutely. And and just because you've done a couple of math equations doesn't mean you're ready to do advanced trigonometry to figure out how to land the space shuttle on the moon. And that's the difference here. I mean, 
I think one of my biggest problem, and I'm not going to be talking about anybody. I haven't said his name, and I don't want to hear his name anymore. Don't say anybody's name. If you go to a football practice and you watch football practice, it's training camp, it's midseason, whatever. If you are around an NFL team and you walk off the practice field insisting that you know more than anyone who was just out there doing that, it's ridiculous. If you go to an actual NFL training camp and you don't walk off that field with the overwhelming feeling like I have no idea what the fuck it is going on here. Like the, this is so complicated. This is so, this is such an endeavor that these guys are speaking a language, which I can maybe follow along with, but I'm really only picking up every three or four words here. I don't understand this language entirely. I can't live in this, this world. There is just a world of professional athletics. And this applies to the NBA, to major league baseball, I mean, there's the scouting report that you hear Mike and Dwayne talk about during the game, and then there's the actual scouting report. And if you were ever, if you ever actually read a major league scouting report on an entire team's bullpen, it's as thick as a phone book, and it'll it would you'd be blown away. You'd the level of detail. Away. You'd be blown away by how complicated and how strategic and how there is a language that you don't even hear being discussed at all times the 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 stuff that we see that comes through the tv is the final product the way the journey to that final product is remarkable it's remarkable and it, when it, it can't be evaluated either it's like i literally when i was in the canadian league Kay stevenson was the head coach he was the head coach of the buffalo bills so he had we had an entire staff of nfl people um, all NFL people, my, w- my job was to work. I'm ma- one of many jobs, but one of the jobs of the quality control coach on that team that year was to help put together the practice scripts for, for practice. We would be literally 30 minutes from taking the field for stretch. And Kay would walk into the room with his coffee cup. And he said, Hey, I just talked to the DB coach. And he said that, you know, Blankety blank DB never has his gloves even cinched up until we get to the team portion. I want to make, I want you guys to go at, you know, 14 uh, in the first five plays of practice today. Okay. We'll just go right at 14. We're going to go right at him. You know, coach wants to make a point. Um, Coach blankety blank wants to make a point to his DB. So we would we we had a whole script that was done that we all agreed to and this and that that we had things plays that we wanted to see looks we wanted to look at formations we wanted to explore we scrapped the first six plays because Kay walked in with a coffee cup and said that the DB coach wanted to make sure that his top corner cinched up his gloves and was ready to roll right from the start of practice and that changed everything in the practice and and changed everything in the breakdown of the play distribution and everything. It changed everything. All right. If you are sitting there with a pad going, well, they did this and they did this and they did that and they did this. And you're trying to define meaning out of that. You weren't privy to that conversation, right? You don't even know what the goal was. Yeah. You don't, you don't, you're not seeing that conversation. So, so that's all I'm there watching. And I feel like I I'm learning something when I watch, but there's a big difference between I'm learning something that I'm watching and I know all 
No, you don't know all because right. it's it's people trying to motivate and coach people, and there's it's not linear. There's there's people. There's there's players that don't don't uh, practice hard. That coaches need to kick in the butt. There's and there's all kinds of factors that go into the sequencing of a practice, this and that. And people sometimes speak about like speak about it like it's clinical. Like there's no none of that is has any relevance and it's like that that's that's the people side of it right so, you weren't privy to learn you, you didn't know that it was let's test that cornerback practice so right. what you walked away with was this quarterback only makes one read he only throws <laughs> to one guy all the time and right. he's why he sucks and right. he threw three interceptions and that's a wednesday in april and blah yeah so so you just got to remember that you know, you know, you're, you're close to it and you know more than the, maybe Joe on the couch. Cause you're at practice, but you still don't know. There's a difference between knowing and observing closely as opposed to observing from further away. That's all the, I would say. The, the further away from the game, the more you actually think, you know, the closer you get to it, you learn quickly that this is happening on a plane in a level that is very difficult. There's so. just many, 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 many factors that you'll never realize and will never bubble up to the public that, you know, coach doesn't want to admit that his best corner is a, not a great practice player. <laughs> There's no advent. It's not advantageous to right. put that out in the public discourse, but he wants to motivate that player. So, I mean, there's just any number of things, and there, and that's just a, one example, but there's many, many other examples. Bay Area says, you two are my favorite hosts at KMBR. Glad to see the two of you together again. I remember Steve Young saying that Mike Shanahan was a better play caller than Mike Holmgren. That's interesting. I, I think I've heard that as well. Gabriel uh, Babowski says, however, if the Eagles win out, I bet you they will rest people. They've done it every year for the past three years. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't mean that doesn't mean that they won't lay an egg in the playoffs. So it's once all that kinda... one seed is locked up that you don't rest until you got that seed sewed up. Yeah. Hey, uh, this is going to be as as proof of we have almost fifteen hundred people probably in the room watching this thing. Over twelve hundred on on this side of the uh, on this channel. Um, we got a lot of Niner talk coming up. This is arguably one of the biggest weeks of the year. Let me just tease what I've got on the Krug show, and then Damon will tease what he's got coming on his show. Um, at 10 a.m. today, I'll be doing a podcast with Brianna McDonald and Lindsey Polaris with the 49ers. Uh, that's coming up later today. I believe Grant and I will stream on his channel later today. There's a chance I'll be down at practice later today as well. The Niners are having an open locker room today. Uh, tomorrow, the great Jody Mack, who you can catch on WIP in Philly and WFAN uh, in New York, uh, who's a big Philly uh, honk and a good friend of mine. He's going to be by tomorrow at noon on the Krug Show. Really looking forward to chopping it up with Jody Mack. Also tomorrow night, Raj will be in the house uh, from RSF 49ers. Love rapping with Raj. Wednesday, I'll be down in Ninerland all day uh, talking to players. Shanahan, Lynch, or the whole, or the locker room, the whole deal. Uh, 49er Media Day, and then tomorrow, Wednesday night at seven, I'll do my video call show with Kev Kruger. We didn't do it this last Wednesday, not for any real reason, but that Kev was. It was the night before Thanksgiving, Damon, and Kev was a college is a college student and was partying 
yes. with his college as he college, should, as, as he, he should, should the night before Thanksgiving. I said, he's like, Dad, I feel bad. I'm like, you feel bad? Freaking go, go, uh, go see all your high school buddies and tell them I said hi. Um, and by the way, many of them said that they were big fans of the channel and our show. So the 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 uh, the 49er wake up is bled through to the college crowd, according to Kev. 49er media day also on Thursday. I'll be down there for that. And then 6.30 on Thursday night, I believe Jesse Vish and I will rejoin for the big show. Friday, Chase Sr. stops by at 10.45 in the morning. Um, and then in the afternoon, Damon and I, or uh, Friday morning at 8 a.m., Damon and I will go again with 49er Wake Up. So we're going to go 8 a.m. on Friday morning, another edition of this show. Chase Sr. joins me <clears throat> at 10.45. And then later in the afternoon on Friday, probably late in the afternoon, 4 or 5 o'clock, uh, Ike Reese is going to stop by from IP in Philly, the former Eagle. And I think Damon's going to join me hopefully for that that live stream coming up on uh, December 1st, Friday, 9 a.m. on, on uh, September 2nd, next Saturday, or this Saturday. The coach will be by to look ahead to the game. And then Sunday, Niners-Eagles from the link, and we'll do regular uh, post game. In addition to all that, there'll be lots and lots of videos. Um, I'll be doing some Warrior content this week. There's also a report out there that I think is really interesting. Jim Bowden, over the weekend, the baseball guy, the former GM of the Nationals and Reds, put it out there that the Giants, he says, I've been told by multiple agents that the San Francisco Giants are all in on this year's free agent market and appear prepared to spend significant dollars on multiple star-level players. He says, I'll be surprised if they don't sign at least two impact free agents. He says, if they can't land Cody Bellinger, I think they'll pursue Juan Soto. Anyway, I don't know if that is, you do know. It. Do it. Do it. <laughs> I, I don't know if that's true. They're going to do. Might do. Yeah. Will do. Look at <laughs> yeah. them to do it. Do it. Farhan's going to do something. Well, if Farhan does something, I will go live and uh, and have, you know, the full gamut. Danny, Ned Coletti, Marty Lurie, Damon. We'll do the whole breakdown of Giants just signed Shohei Otani. Giants just signed Cody Bellinger. So as soon as the Giants do anything, don't go to the radio. Come to YouTube, and uh, we will have a monster live stream talking all Giants uh, baseball in the offseason if they do anything of significance. If, if they, they do, do nothing, then we'll do nothing. So that's what I got going on the, on my channel this week, and hopefully you guys are there with me for every bit of it. We are approaching 29,000 subs and um, hope to get to 30,000 by Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, and we're hoping the Niners are in that game on Super Bowl Sunday. Um, Damon, what do you got cooking on your channel? We got a couple more supers to get to as well. Well, let me just tell you that what we got cooking is an approach to 10,000 subscribers. It's been a great first year here on YouTube. The football season and the last month of it has seen my channel really, really, really grow. And I can start feeling you know, the algorithm and it happening. And I can feel the fans starting to subscribe more and more. If you were subscribing to Larry, please go ahead and hit a subscribe over here for Damon Bruce. And I can tell you right now, one of my favorite subscribers is your son, Larry, Kevin Kruger, who is sharing a market report that 49ers wake up viewers have 
Uh, you have 1,200 on your end. I've got a couple hundred watching on my end, Larry. So we have about 1,500 combined viewers on this show across both of our channels. And we are dwarfing the combined audience of both established sports talk stations. Es essentially, here it is. There are two sports talk stations in town. And the sports talk show that is on YouTube, when Larry and I host it, are the number one sports talk station in town. So we're the number one sports talk station in town, Larry. 49ers wake up. Welcome, everyone. It is the most viewed show out there. Not my opinion. This is what Kevin just shared with me in the last 15 minutes. So thanks to all of you. We're coming out of Thanksgiving. I'm incredibly thankful. I told you and, and Larry, you and Kevin, I shot you both a text. Man, I'm thankful for all the help that you guys have given. It's been a great start to a journey. And I can't wait to see where it ends up. In terms of this week, Look, we got what some Warriors and Kings in a tournament or in season tournament game. Night, oh my yeah. goodness! On Tuesday night, I know that tomorrow. The return of Draymond Green. Yay! Um, <laughs> who will he choke next? Um, the uh, one of the single best sports talk show hosts in Philadelphia, John Kincaid, is going to be joining me at nine a.m. tomorrow. So we're going to be going early tomorrow. I'm going to be on his show in Philadelphia later this week, and other guests are being set up for. What is really nothing short of the biggest week to hype the biggest game in the NFL that we're going to get all year. It's the most consequential game in the NFL uh, it, because this is we, we know what's riding on it. It doesn't need much more preamble, but we'll be preambling it all week long leading up to the NFC's version of an in-season Super Bowl 49ers and Eagles. It's going to be absolutely huge. Plus working on efforting we're going to figure it out with nick wright he'll be joining me at some point sometime why we get to the end of december why why oh. that guy's a freaking clown you're going All on right. show today is that it ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at that look at that hey um couple last supers here we do have here i don't like nick wright though i just don't i just don't think that nick wright's sub substantive when it comes to the niners um Flav says one seed obviously unlikely but think we need at least the two seed playing the winner of Dallas Philly compared to having to go through both would be huge indeed though I you know tell Skip Bayless when you see him next uh Niners aren't afraid of Dallas Brock Purdy's balls say every team to beat the 49ers this year lost the starting quarterback to season ending injury Eagles tread lightly. Well, there you go. <laughs> uh, Flav says, I can feel the algorithm, Damon. Sounds like Elon Musk trying to talk dirty to his wife or something. <laughs> Flav is golden. Also, as we were sitting here, the oh, great... Wait, wait, I drop some of that on my channel. Go ahead. You don't have to always super chat just to Larry. My goodness. Flav, no, that's something to you. I think is that it? is on your channel. Flav. If it doesn't have a little link, it does. it's not to me. That's all Yeah, right. see, there it is. I see a little link. Has a little circle there, aren't you the guy with the circle? Yeah, I think he's. I think he's donating to you. Uh, also, at seven p.m. Um, for Ike Reese on Friday at seven p.m. Eastern, four p.m. Pacific. So, Damon, I don't know if you can be around. I know your Fridays are sometimes busy, but four p.m. Pacific. If you got time, you you're more than welcome to join me and Ike Reese for a late week Niner Eagle breakdown. And if you guys know Ike, he does the show Ike up all night. Uh, Ike at night, or he did the show Ike at night. I think he's now been promoted to a better time slot. But uh, Ike is awesome. He's really, really good. The former Eagle linebacker. Love Ike Reese. 
So he'll join us to cap this thing off. Oh, and Flav on Friday. did drop that. Flav did drop that on my channel. You're right about that. So thank you very much, Flav. And and uh, look, uh, speaking of Ike, get an Ike sandwich this week. <laughs> get, enjoy a little pig and pickle if you're uh, into some barbecue. Get an Ike sandwich. Uh, let me tell you, if you're looking for great vintage shirts. Check out jacksf.com. Some of the coolest uh, Bay Area vintage T-shirts you're going to find anywhere. Use promo code DamonBruce10. You can get all your holiday shopping done right at jacksf.com. And Larry. Yeah, oh, and once again, thanks to Pig and a Pickle for being the title sponsor of the Krug Show. We also should tell people if you would like your company to be uh, the title sponsor of 49er Wake Up, and why wouldn't you at this point? Because as Damon just kind of pointed out there through Kevin's breakdown, um, this show draws big numbers. Um, feel free to contact us, either DM me or DM Damon. Uh, we would love to have a title sponsor of this show. I've got a new sponsor to announce this week on, on the Krug show. But as far as this individual show, uh, we're still looking for uh, sponsorship for this show. And uh, if your company would like to sponsor just this show, which we're going to be doing at least twice a week going forward, um, just DM us and we'll figure it out. Sounds slide good. Slide in, slide into those DMs as the kids slide say. into the DMs. Yeah. As that commercial says, Larry, well, we've reached the conclusion of another 49ers wake up. And I got to tell you that, you know, I, I wrote down a name in the envelope at the beginning of this year, and it said Eagles, and that's going to be a big game for the Niners. Um, you know, I'm going to I'm going to go on with Ralph this week. We're going to talk about it. And we're going to get very excited. <laughs> so funny, now you're in Jacksonville. I mean, come on, really? Do you really like Jacksonville? Because you were in the Bay Area and you own property here. I know you own property, and now you're in Jacksonville. You probably got three houses in Jacksonville for what you paid here in the Bay, right, Jack? Well, you know, it smells a little funny in this town. It really does. And that's because we got a little swamp land to build on. So, yeah, we got more real estate footprint. It's a lot easier. I mean, I remember when Jeff Kent famously said, you people are crazy paying these Bay Area prices. He was right. He was right. You come to Jacksonville, you got to live in a swamp. But, boy, do you get some square footage with it, Ralph. You know, Chet, you're always ripping me and ripping San Francisco. The bottom line is at the end of the fucking day, you took you took Trayvon Walker over Aiden Hutchinson. I mean, who does that? I mean, Tom, would you do that? I wouldn't do that. Tate wouldn't do that. Nobody would do that. Why would you take Aiden Hutchinson's great? Why wouldn't you take Aiden Hutchinson, Trent? You can write his name down in an envelope all you want. He took Trayvon Walker. I can't. And that AJ Jenkins traffic was a freaking joke. Come on, Trent. Come on. What did, did Aiden did, are you afraid that Terry Von Walker tears ACL? Was that, the, was that the bottom line? Was that the determining factor? What I love here is there's a guy named Michael Truillo saying, what is going on? <laughs> <laughs> there's a guy named Cosmo who's like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> That's great. That is great. Larry, you're the man, brother. Thank you so much. Thanks to everybody. Happy Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Happy Kwanzaa. <laughs> uh, happy Hanukkah. I'll be gone for the next three weeks, but whoever's filling in for me will do a great job. Thanks to Damon. Thanks to everybody, Kev Kruger. And thanks to everybody. Peace. <laughs>